Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we go through the MCU scene by scene in historical order until the end of time or until the end of our patience. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's actually fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, truth be told, okay, here's the thing. We've talked about how we're like, all right, we've got a good set of timeline. We've got about 4,000 episodes to record. And then the MCU literally was like, here's 20 projects we'll be releasing in three years. And I was like, shit. Kristen was reading this Entertainment Weekly article that was like, so uh, back in the day, they released Hulk. And then two years later, they released Iron Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. there's been a two-year gap between uh, Marvel movies, but in that gap, there's been WandaVision and Falcon and Soldier, uh, right. Falcon and well, Winter Soldier. And the thing and is that a lot of these things would have come out faster right. or sooner right. had COVID exactly. not happened. Yeah. But like, They're it's like, nuts to think about, at one point, there was like two things a year, and at one point, there was one year where there was only one thing. Yeah. I'm not including Iron Man, but it's yeah. like, it's nuts to think about like how much time there was between some yeah. of these things. And then they start going, okay, here's three things a year. Yeah. And now it's like, here's 12, like basically one thing a month. You know, this like, Energy oh Weekly God. article was like starting a run of basically bi monthly releases. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's bonkers. I just started laughing hysterically. And Kristen was like, what? I was like, you're I'm like, we're screwed. be podcasting forever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what if isn't canon? What if isn't canon? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. We, well, okay. <laughs> Probably knock on wood because what if I mean what if what it if, is what canon? If. <laughs> what if it is canon only because of something that we've already discussed that hasn't happened yet yeah. in this podcast? Right. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, James, yes. what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the year eighteen fifteen, and Colin, we're going to return to an episode of a show that uh, I don't think we've returned. I'm checking now. We this is the first time. Nope. This is the third time we're going to be talking about this episode. <laughs> Of Cloak and Dagger. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about it in 1650. We talked about it in 1793. And we're going to talk about it now in 1815. It is the season finale of season one of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, The episode is called Colony Collapse. And 1815, you're going to be looking at minutes 1933 through 2019. And here is the summary. The War of 1812. And this this is the summary provided by um, Anti-Fusilier... I can't remember what her first name is, but uh, this is the, what the narrator says. The War of 1812 had been over for a month now, but the Battle of New Orleans was fought so fierce that word couldn't get to the battlefield. As legend has it, a young private whose name was lost to history was tasked with getting word of the ceasefire to General Jackson and fell short of his delivery. As legend has it, he died in the arms of a young refugee, and with but a look, he passed his urgency on to her. His mission was executed, and because of this divine pairing, this man without a name was the last soldier to die for the cause. Um, spoilers. Uh, as legend has it, is often not uh, accurate or provable, and that's what I found for this episode. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, the other two stories from this were also, like... Right. Like didn't actually happen but like are plausible enough because when they you might were talking recorded exactly when you were talking about uh 1650 and 1793 and you're like i couldn't find exactly but like maybe i was sitting here thinking about 1815 and like surely there was a person who had the message yo the war is over we don't know who that is 
Right. So for sure, we didn't write that name down. Nowadays, we'd know because they would post about it on Facebook. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it would be live streamed. It'd be like right, exactly. It'd be like, yo, what's up? It's your boy, uh, Soldier eighty seven five two. I'm going through this section. Like they're like on Instagram live. Like yeah, uh, yo, what's up, Loki fan seven? Yes, I do have the orders to end the war. What up? Uh, I'm just gonna take it over there. Oh shit! And then. It, it goes, like, <laughs> hashtag ceasefire odyssey hashtag jimmy john's crazy good 1812 sub. yeah <laughs> it's like i've got this in this hand i've got the end war treaty in this hand i have a jimmy john sub let's see which one they take <laughs> i'm gonna get these these this declaration of ceasefire to general jackson freaky fast um so gets on the bike about- and just starts you know wheeling <laughs> through the <laughs> Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Bike Messenger Ceasefire 1815 guy is now my favorite character. Um, <laughs> MCU character? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's do a little bit of IMDb. Um, okay. Belinda, who is the recipient of the of the information, uh, is played by someone named Malone Thomas. Um, actually, Malone Thomas is the first person we officially reached out to for being on this show as I messaged her on Instagram uh, a number of months ago. Oh. To no response. It's possible that she doesn't check messages or whatever. Um, yeah. I confirmed this was her because she posted a picture from the episode on Instagram. And one of the hashtags she used was hashtag that bonnet, though, which I found very funny. Um, <laughs> so she, uh, the closest thing to a comic book thing that she has been in uh, that I found uh, was she was in one episode of the rebooted MacGyver series. Um Okay. And I think someone else, someone, she's not the first person to be in the rebooted MacGyver series, but maybe we haven't talked about them yet. Time travel. Um, the Wounded <laughs> Soldier is played by someone named Gunner Anderson. Now, little known fact, Gunner Anderson is what people used to call me when I was a uh, Counter-Strike Call of Duty champion in 2007. That's not true. <sighs> Okay, I so, was gonna say, <laughs> listeners, I need you to be aware. James is like doing like a little act and like face that like James is doing this thing where I genuinely was like, I can't tell if that's truth or not. This is like ever so slightly believable in the sense that like sometimes James just hits you with a fact about his life where you're like, you did what? I had no idea, you know? It's like, I didn't know you were even into that. It's like, yeah, I used to be like super into like competitive Funko Pop, you know, uh, throwing. You know, it's like, yeah. interesting. You know, or like catapulting. You know. Pop a wheelie with Funko Pop. That was my <laughs> slogan when I was the spokesman. The closest I got to uh, play, uh, uh, was uh, to playing Counter-Strike or Call of Duty in any sort of way was I drove my roommate to a LAN party one time. <laughs> Dude, okay, I gotta say, you wanna talk about time travel? That is a sentence that I feel like most of the people here listening don't know what that is. He had to unplug his computer because it was mm-hmm. a big tower desktop and carry it in to my car. I think Chris and I were on our way down to Virginia Beach from Harrisonburg. And I think the land party was like one town down from Harrisonburg. I don't know how he got back, but... Because <laughs> you didn't take him? He, I didn't bring him back. I just took him to the thing and then we went to my parents in Virginia Beach. So, Interesting. I, I mean, he, had, he was there later in my life. So I guess he made it back fine. <laughs> Um, so Gunnar Anderson, the thing that I found was that he played Ryan's assistant in the television show The Gifted, hmm. which is not in the MCU because it, re- it is in the X universe. 
Um, although if the X universe becomes part of the MCU at some point, I found the gifted to be quite enjoyable. Um, I didn't finish it or anything, but it was, it was good what I watched. Mm, And then Belinda is with her mom when this wounded guy stumbles out of the woods, holding a bloody piece of paper. And Belinda's like, Ooh, um, (laughs) (laughs) something new to do. (laughs) <laughs> right god oh, maybe they'll have a shower because it's 1815 and we're none of us smelling too good um she, i haven't belinda's, showered in three months what is a shower um belinda's mom is played by an actress named michelle keller um and what i found was that she was in an episode of revolution did you ever see revolution revolution um I, oh wait is that the, the thing where like the whole world lose power loses power yeah, that's it yeah that's it that's the one that yep. was actually you know not bad I actually was in, kind of into that. In a post-Lost world, it was a fairly good uh, television show. Yeah, I, I yeah. enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, just to a really quick establishment, since we are now in uh, America, as that is a country that exists, um, president at the time of 1815 was James Madison. The governor of uh, Louisiana was William C.C. Claiborne. Hmm. Um, C.C., yeah. if you can see... All the changes. There's that a lot of stuff in make. this area named after Claiborne. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I live like half a mile from Claiborne Avenue. Oh, nice. For example. So nice. Um, all right. So I have a little bit about what the end, because the 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 going sort of story is that the Battle of New Orleans happened after the war ended because it took some time to get there. Right. Um, what I found on Wikipedia was sort of like a yeah, but it was more complicated than that. So if I was on TikTok, I'd be like, story time, watch out for part two. Um, James, can you start doing story times about things like this on TikTok? (laughs) Uh, No, because history TikTok is actually fairly robust and slightly sassy. So I wouldn't dip my toe into that pool for a million dollars. Don't you? Don't you? I'm a little sassy. I'm like the Bill Murray of sassy. They're like the Loki of sassy. That is a callback um, to... 1800 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, although American and British negotiators signed a peace treaty between their two nations in Ghent in on December 24th, 1814, Ghent is, I believe, in, it's in Europe somewhere. I don't remember where. I think maybe Switzerland uh, or yeah, Sweden or something like that. It is not near New Orleans. That is, that is true. Uh, so news of the treaty had not reached the shores of the United States by January 8th, 1815. Neither the opposing armies nor the United States Congress were aware of the signing, so the war continued and the American defense of the valuable part of New Orleans may, remained critical. The last major battle of the War of 1812 sealed the major victory, sealed the victory for the Americans and won the United Young and won the Young United States international recognition. But in the end, was the battle really necessary if the treaty was already signed? Here's the answer. Because the treaty specifically stated that fighting between the United States and Britain would stop only when both governments ratified the treaty, the battle was indeed justified. The Treaty of Ghent was not ratified by Congress until February 16th, 1815, more than a month after the battle. I mean, essentially, they were just like, what's the first date that doesn't make us a war criminal? Right, exactly. And then they go, that one, that's when we're signing it to. Um, you say the guy you really don't like in your troop is like, hey, I'm going to fire this gun. And you're like, all right. And you're like, oh, sign that. You have to go to jail. 
It's like I just ripped the fuck out of my nail. You you wanna you wanna shoot? Go for it. Shoot that guy right now. Hey, go get it. Like just like behind his back. Go arrest him. Grab him. Right. The second he pulls that trigger, I want him gone. Okay. Sorry, Brian, but you stole my cow. Um. So he's like, stop calling me that. Sorry. (laughs) No one stole me. I'm a god. Um, it says, except for a few tense diplomatic incidents, the treaty ushered in two centuries of peace between the United States and Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two comic book appearances of the War of 1812, but Colin, I know you also did research on the War of 1812. Do you have anything to add? Or, uh, uh, not a crazy amount. I mean, like, you you covered pretty much everything that, like, I had looked at. Like, quick look behind the scenes. Uh, I had translated some numbers wrong, and so I, originally I thought I was doing this episode. But basically, like, everything that I had searched was pretty much the same thing. Just a very small tidbit, though, since we're talking about, like, locations of things. Uh, the main part of the battle. So it is at, uh, Sh- I believe it's pronounced Chalmette. Um, okay. C-H-A-L-M-E-T-T-E. Uh, it's mm-hmm. five miles southeast of the French Quarter of New Orleans. Uh, uh-huh. And because of, like, the way angles work, it's honestly, like, only, like, five and a half miles away from me. So, right. like, within ten minutes, I could actually be on the battlefield for the Battle of New Orleans. So it's not that far away from me. And in fact, at one point I was looking at a really old map of where yeah. the battle took place. And I was like, ooh, if you zoom in uh, to like the far corner of this map, you can actually just make out the street that I live on right now, which I thought was nice. kind of cool. That's right. Um, did you draw like a stick, a little stick figure on it just to be like- I did not. I should have. I mean, it was calling. on like a Wikipedia page or something like that. Right. But like, so I don't think I could <laughs> edit it. But if they, it, could you imagine if I did that? And then they were like, we're going to go find you. They just start knocking on every door of my stream, like, I'm not home, I'm not home. Uh, but yeah, no, like, it is it is pretty interesting. I mean, like, you know, kind of like you were saying, it's like, there's a lot of stuff in this area that is, like, really, I don't know. I mean, like, I like New Orleans and Louisiana a lot because it's, like, one of those things where there's not a lot that's been modernized yet. Right, right. Um, and part of that is because of money, but also part of that is, like, what is quite literally, like, the charm of the area. Sure, Absolutely. Um, you know, like seeing like there's some stuff that's been gentrified in this city. And every time I see it, it's disgusting to me. Now, granted, I do go to Walmart for like my grocery shopping. That's because it's sure. the cheapest groceries right. that I can find. And, like, I'm OK yep. with that. But it's like going by the Whole Foods that's like twice the size of my local Walmart. Yeah. Uh, and like, like I don't go into it. But every time I pass it, I'm like, ugh. yeah, it's so great walking into like the small businesses that are like you can tell that it used to be two houses that they yeah. just sort of knocked down a wall in. Uh, yeah. to make like a little tiny restaurant and it's like super, super small. It's very quaint. Uh, yeah. Everything in this area is like that. And so it's kind of cool that like everything is very old school and like some of those same old like gas lantern lights and stuff like that are are still up and still around. Uh, so it's just kind of cool that like I can visit some of these historical landmarks from this series and yeah. still find them exactly intact, which is very fun to me. That's very cool. I expect to see an Instagram series of you standing in locations of Cloak and Dagger, just sort of like a, 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 a just a, a waving, but like stone faced and like way too zoomed out. Like, way too, yeah, way too zoomed out. Like I'm, I'm like very in the distance, but I'm just like one hand up, like kind of like pointing behind me. Just yeah. like, but it's like, it's like, what is he even pointing at? But I'm just like, here it is, right here. Perfect. And then you just Photoshop that little guy into a picture of anywhere else that 
Like, Con, yeah. you weren't on set with with uh, Cloak and Dagger. Stop having your person being like little tiny I'm like, pointing I'm at giant Cloak yeah, and Dagger. Yeah. <laughs> I take a still screen, like I take a still shot from the TV show and just put myself in the background like... <laughs> Oh, you, people can't see me but I'm like pointing like, yeah. oh my god it's them and it's like we know that you clearly weren't in the TV show doing that in the background but I just uh, really want the attention is all it is uh, listen we're podcasters that's what we live that's on that's what we do yeah podcasters sure. are attention vampires so I have two um, comic book appearances of the War of 1812 that fascinated me really okay interesting let's let's go in, in uh, release order um, which means the second one goes first uh, Marvel Tales Volume 1 Number 156, March 1957. Okay. The story is called Sounds in the Night. Okay. A deserter from the War of 1812 feels redeemed when his grandson takes up arms to fight for the Union. So, okay. Stories back in the 50s, they were like, listen, we're putting out comics just like here, read it. <laughs> Do you ever think about how the War of 1812 and the Civil War were both in America? Anyways, here's our comic. Um, <laughs> the second one is Old Man Logan, Volume 2, Number 21. Mm. During the War of 1812, Logan was Canada's best assassin. That is a I mean, sentence that I just, I was like, I'm going to need a second to read that one again. Sometime during the war, Logan's body was taken over by his future self, as you do. Afterwards, he was captured by enemy forces and had the amulet used to transport him through time taken away, which you it's like the first thing that they say not to do in the in the amulet's manual. Right. Don't, Don't get let it taken away. Take yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Um, soon he was cut while being tortured, but instantly healed, making his torturer think he was bewitched. He then broke mm. out of the cell using his bone claws and subdued the man who took his amulet. His older self then left his body and he regained control. It's a a story, an issue that I wouldn't I wouldn't think would be called. It's probably not called. Wait, what just happened? I'm 1812 Logan because it's a little too clunky, but yeah. uh, probably something like that. Um, so I was I was fascinated to find the appearance of the War of 1812 in uh, in comics in such uh, interesting ways. Me, myself, and my 1812, sorry, yeah. me, my 1812 se- self, and I. You can have my time-traveling amulet if you rip it out of my cold bone claw hands. And they take it, and he's like, damn, I did not think damn, oh, crap. you could do that <laughs> shit. Now I've got to get it back <laughs> so that I can get out of this body. I'm that not was... bewitched. I just have bone claws. I'm Love not Logan. bewitched. I can just heal. <laughs> When you think about it, really, like at the end of the day, Logan is probably the least toxic uh, superhero, right? Because he can heal so well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's also very not true. I'm sure there are many times where he's been very toxic. Also, crusaders for tra- crusader for trans rights, but uh, he doesn't talk true. about it because he's done not virtue signaling. He's like, hey, don't virtue signal, bub. Um, I'm the best at what I do, and that's not virtue signaling. <laughs> But also, I want you to live your truth. <laughs> be true to you. And I'm going to be true to this cigar. Get out of my face, Scott Summers. Oh. I hate Scott Summers. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast dedicated to just how much we hate Scott Summers. <laughs> um, 
which is weird because Rachel Summers is fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is it that I had for my notes. That's all that I had. Okay. Um, so maybe we want to move into some social media. Deliver that social media before the battle breaks out again there. Tom. Sure, sure. Uh, oh, and I, I do want to point out, actually, one very, one very small thing. Uh, yeah. they, they did a very good job in this episode of keeping a very specific trend going. Yep. Oh, yes. The 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 um the soldier is wounded on his arm, and mm-hmm. so he has a band around. He has his a arm. mark. Yeah. Yeah. So he essentially yeah. has a mark, and they put a bandana on it to like try and like cover right. it. It's very oh. good. Like, and as with all the rest of them, that the dude with the mark straight up dies. Is right. The, of course. Right. Yeah. The one with the mark is like the one that just gets got. Yep. Um. Okay. With that being said, if you want to hear more from me on Twitter. You can follow me at Colin M. Parker. Uh, if you want to hear more from the Timeline Scavengers, you can follow us at Timeline Scav. Uh, if you want to hear more from the Scavengers Network, which is the network that we are a proud member of, uh, you can find them on Twitter at ScavengersNet. Uh, and before we talk to James, I would like to talk to you about another podcast here on the Scavengers Network. It's called Amateur Detective Club. It's a uh, recap podcast all about a bunch of different murder mysteries. Uh, They are working their way through a lot of uh, Agatha Christie and like Poirot stuff. Uh, But I know Poirot is like one of the biggest names in in the industry of murder Mm -hmm. mysteries. So, you know, you can't go wrong. Uh, But Amateur Detective Club has had, you know, quite a few guests on their show as well, uh, including uh, not Justin, sorry, Travis McElroy and Clint McElroy. So those are some two pretty big episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know they're also Poirot fans, uh, so check out Amateur Detective Club uh, at scavengersnetwork.com. Yeah. Now, James, if people yeah. want to hear more from you, where do they find you? All right, after the treaty is ratified, you can find me on Twitter at unabashed James. Before that, who knows? You know, it's just like you're, a wild you're unknown west. to time, exactly. But once that treaty is ratified, I'm right there on Twitter at unabashed James. If you want to find more about the war being over, don't sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. If you want bonus content related to scavengers shows and people, then do sign up for us. I mean, you can't listen. If you want more information about the war of 1812 being over, you could still sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network and then go like find another source but then also enjoy our bonus content which includes audio stuff video stuff text stuff um role-playing stuff i have a thing on there where i watched a movie a night for seven nights because they were all related in a very obsessively compiled way that's on there a very james anderson way you mean it's it looking back it's a little bit like a window into my own madness but uh (laughs) kind of in a fun way um but yeah, that's patreon.com slash the scavengers network. $2 a month gets you so much bonus content. You will uh, defend that Patreon uh, with your life, like, you know, in the War of 1812. Well, that's all we got for you. So <laughs> come back later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us here on Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Listen, bub. Excelsior.
I'm trying to get this treaty excelsior. <laughs> hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on Natural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh-warmed pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about, and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.